Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. We got Erin Fitzgerald on the show today. She's a badass. She's freaking cool. And you guys are in for a treat. She is. We're going to have so much fun. So let's go there right now. Check it out. Our guest is all about animation, video games, and anime. She is known and loved for her amazing characters in shows like Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Wild Grinders, Skullgirls, and World of Warcraft video games. She's totally awesome. We have so much to talk about with the fun and totally fabulous Erin Fitzgerald. Hi. Yeah, baby. Get I don't down. know where to look. I'm like, okay, we're You can look at I'm us first. Okay, good. And then them because oh, are you? we're more important so, right now. I'm so excited to be here. Thank oh, you for having thank me. Thank you. You guys are so adorable. Oh. <laughs> really are. Oh, we're real. I know. Yeah, right? I know. It's so funny. I, so I, I, just, I was talking to this lady the other day, and she wants to do a demo with me. And, uh, and I'm like, well, where do you live? And she goes, well, I live in Germany. I'm like, oh, we can do it remotely. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. I want to get on a plane and travel <laughs> to L.A. to cut a demo, like, in person. That's amazing. Yeah, well, no, I've been, that happens all the time. But it's just like, I don't understand why people... Yeah, that's just, a commute. I get, yeah, it it's is fun, a commute. It's not like, fun you know, recording with you. When are you going to have an excuse to go to L.A. and write it off? There you go. True and that's that. and that's what I said. There, you mm -hmm. nice right off there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right on. Well, we're let's, all about tips. Absolutely, Woo! a lot of tips today. And uh, <laughs> speaking of tips, uh, <laughs> let's talk to you. Okay. Um, so you are a trained theater actress. I am from Canada. Was um, or was. Oh, yeah. Was? Yeah, I've been here for 15 years, so. But she does not denounce her people. No, I do, do not. not. I do not. I go back okay, a couple of so times a year. She's Canadian, eh? Yeah. Um, totally. And uh, take us back to how it all started and how you got out here and, and, and all that. Yeah, it's, it's, wow, that's, oh, sorry, microphone. Um, I went to, uh, yeah, okay, so I was born. Mm. And I came out as a character actor, pretty much. <laughs> like, no, no, for real. Like, I really was. I was born in uh, Victoria, British Columbia, which yeah. is on Vancouver Island, which is north of America. North of America. <laughs> Very good. You know, for those of you who don't know. And uh, I remember uh, we lived in Saanich, which was kind of north of Victoria, the city. Mm. So it was kind of out in the woods. A and I literally was allowed to wander the streets as a four-year-old. And I did, because it's Canada, you know. Because yeah. you didn't have to lock your door or nothing, right? right it was right. the 70s, nobody cared. And I remember um, I used to go to the 90-year-old woman next door. She lived, her, her family lived in a mansion, but she lived in a trailer in front of the mansion, and her name was Mrs. Proudfoot. And I would go over to her house, and she would let Proudfoot? me... Proudfoot? Proudfoot. Proudfoot. Yeah. Cool. And she let me reenact every movie I had seen on the television. Wow. So oh I would gosh. see Peter Pan on the television, you know, Disney Sunday night. And then I would go to her house and act out the entire movie. I did that with Wizard of Oz, with everything. And wow. she would just sit there for 
hours and let me do well at least it felt like hours to me because I would do the entire movie and she, and she never, how many meals did she have while yeah. she was she would, there would be like tea and cookies there was a lot of tea and cookies but we were like best friends she yeah. was my best friend and oh, I felt so like sweet. that's how it all started wow, for me so like cool. I knew then there was no question about what I was going to do I was a character actor the problem was that I was kind of put into this body which isn't really like when I was in my after I did like theater school university degree in acting bloobity blah lots of theater 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 and then I ventured into um, television and film for a minute and in my 20s I looked like very pretty girl in her 20s that is the casting for that is like super boring like right. you don't get suckier roles than young 20s pretty like right. uh, maybe now there's more interesting things yeah. on the WB where you get like vicious girls right. but back then maybe there a was, little limp yeah. or something yeah yeah like the, I had to go for uh, I was going for like drug addicts and hookers I'm like that's something mm. interesting let me let me get my hands on a drug addict <laughs> uh, those were the roles I wanted because they were a little bit juicier <laughs> but I always could do um Vo uh, voices, accents, character. Mm -hmm. My dad could do it too, and yeah. I think that's where I really got it from. Yeah. Was he has the genetics, like the vocal cords? Yeah. He could do. He, we would watch BBC growing up because Canada, and mm -hmm. so we would watch a lot of Peter Sellers and like oh, character yes. actors. Like it was all character actors in the house. So I studied with my dad, watching him watch them, and then reproducing what they were doing, and then he would do his own. And he was a, a commander in the Canadian Navy, so there was no reason for my dad to yeah. have these talents, but he, he did. And then I inherited it and just started reliving that. So when I got to television and film, and I was like, this is miserable. <laughs> I hate this. I don't want to... I don't want to play anybody who looks like me. That was pretty much the way I felt. Yeah. So um, when I, I, one of my... I lived in a house with seven guys in Vancouver. It was the house of seven for me. And one of the guys in the house had started doing looping work. And I didn't know what that was. And he was like, why don't you, why don't, they need a chick who can do accents and stuff. I'm like, I do accents. So he brought me in for a loop job. And um, my, it was my very first looping job. And I did it for Outer Limits, the television series. Yeah. And um, the episode was Alyssa Milano's episode. And it was, the, she had just gotten the girls <laughs> enhanced. And um, there was a sex scene. And she was... Um, on top of a fellow, and they were like, okay, for your first thing, you're going to do all of her sex noises. In the outer limit, I'm like, I'm going to do what? So I stood up next to an actor named um, I Michael. I thought you wanted an accent. Right, right, right. I thought you wanted an accent. Shall I do this with an accent? Yeah. Would you like a British accent? Yeah. Right? So I'm standing next to an actor named Michael Dobson. Mm-hmm. And he and I, that's the first time we meet, we're having oh this ridiculous scene. And But he is, you know, he was actually British, lives in Canada now, but so we, he was very super polite and it was very awkward. And, and it was after our day of doing looping that he turned to me and asked me, why, why aren't you, why are you doing cartoons? Right. Which I, I didn't even occur to me. Mm. I didn't know that cartoons were a job wow. because I thought cartoons were real. Yeah, you thought yeah. that yes. they were. Because we, yeah. we, we all thought, you know, Papa mm -hmm. Smurf was Papa Smurf. Yeah. He-Man was He-Man. There right. was no actor behind him. And, and I would have been super disappointed and depressed if Had I known, known then, yeah, yeah I, I would have been mm. so depressed. But then after he kind of broke me into the reality of like, it could be my life, everything made sense. It was like that, oh, 
Oh, that's why I can do all this weird stuff that nobody has any use for. There's an area for it. Yeah. Now I use it. 20 so years. cool, man. Yeah. So, 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 how did you go? How did you, how did you go from Canada over here and start working and stuff? That is some crazy stuff because I didn't plan ever to leave Canada. Mm -hmm. If you know Canadians, they tend to have um, a negative view on America, and they tend to tell be, us more. Oh, yes, I know. You know, they don't it's talk so a good about in Los here. Angeles, eh? So, <laughs> everyone I would talk to, and I'd be like, okay, so um. What do you think of L.A.? They're like, oh, you know, L.A., it's Hollywood. They're all stuff, stuck up, egotistical, you know, Americans, yeah. all that. And so I never imagined that it was a possibility because mm. I didn't know anybody who did voiceover and just moved. Nobody personally. Yeah. Um, but I met a boy and the boy wanted to move mm. to L.A. And my career was doing really good in Canada. I had a netty. I had a bunch of stuff. I was mm -hmm. booking cartoon. And video games really didn't use voices yet. Right. So yeah. I was just killing it in the cartoon realm. And I'm like, I felt like I just found myself. I, I, it was building up. But the universe did like, I don't know if this has happened for you, but a series of coincidences that were so freakish that mm -hmm. couldn't and be coincidences. Yeah. Exactly. It was yeah. like the universe slowly but surely convinced me that kick I needed to go mm. so when I came here and that boy was really cute right oh, I married him mm. so yeah I uh nice. we're divorced now but <laughs> at the time at the time really he was cute super cute and we married so yeah he was marriage material <laughs> yeah no and he he, yeah. he's, he was a great husband we just he just went different direction yeah what are you gonna do he went back to Canada but he I think he if it weren't for him I never would have come here I right. never would have had the courage because when I first moved here I gave up acting because mm. This is how crazy my Canadian thinking was. I thought, I don't want to be an actor in L.A. <laughs> I don't want to be called an actor mm. in L.A. I don't want anyone to ever call that me an actor. That is a novel perspective. Like, it was a really yeah. dark, weird, twisted, but I, that's, I was so embarrassed. So I started thinking, well, maybe I can do um, something else for a living. And I tried. I really tuned into that life for a while, which was fascinating and amazing. And someone had... Um, chased me down to hire me for a video game. So mm -hmm. I had totally walked away from acting and a job hunted me down through Vancouver to LA for a job in LA. And, uh, and that's how I got my, my work visa. Okay. Um, but the, from the, to get the work visa to the green card, to get the green card, I, I had to prove that I was famous, which how does one do that? Right. Well, I'm like, um, <laughs> because in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not famous. Do you hire paparazzi? Um, like, so it was this that? crazy journey of self-discovery of my own self-worth, really, because mm -hmm. I, I just kind of had poo-pooed my own career. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, well, the logic is my characters are famous. And if my character is famous, then by proxy, technically, yeah. maybe I'm Totally. So I had to go and prove that like a yeah. science experiment. Yeah, yeah. So I did. So, so you're did. And they point, said, oh, cool. Yeah, so yeah. at this point, yeah. where it's, it was Naz and... And, and May Kanker. And I was on a show called Sabrina the Animated Series right. okay. that had celebrities on it. And I was on a show in uh, Cartoon Network UK called um, Fat Dog Mendoza. And all of the people that I worked with were 
very famous. So mm-hmm. I was like, again, by proxy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, just yeah. hanging out with these people. Yeah. And I got them to write me letters. And, right. and, and, and I, there was this crazy period on MySpace where I was like, okay, anybody who has found me on MySpace, would you send me a letter for my green card package? Oh my God. Just uh, mentioning uh, the characters. Just too mention bad the you characters. didn't have the selfies because then you just have selfies of you right. with famous people. But there wasn't selfies at that time because yeah. we didn't have the Darn smartphone. It. So it was wow. this wild journey wow. of so building think, this How long package. did that take? It took me 10 years to get my green card. Wow. Yeah, because every two years I had to reapply for a visa and then I could apply for the green card. And, um, and it was my agency, I'm with Vox, and he, Wes was amazing because he was the only agency in town that would sponsor me. Right. Uh, I wouldn't have had an agent, I wouldn't have had a career if they hadn't, spo- and it, honestly, sponsoring someone is just signing a piece of paper, that's all it is, yeah. but right. because people don't know what it is, they get frightened, and I had a different agent prior, but they, they were terrified of sponsoring, and so I lost them, and. Luckily, I landed at Vox because yeah. they've been so good to me. Well, it might yeah. have been the previous hooker roles uh, <laughs> yeah. that they knew you the for. The heroin addicts, the hooker right? roles. <laughs> might even have never like, been in We can't drugs. sign that girl. She's freaking <laughs> sure. nuts. Yeah, a little uh, bit. No. <laughs> wow, that's cool, man. Yeah. So what do you think are your strengths as a voice actor? I'm a character actor. I think my character acting and my theater training... I mean, I don't book promos and commercials. Right. You know, the, the jobs that really pay well. Do you really not book them well. because you don't go after them? No, or? I do. I do. Okay. But I, I, the, the note I get back constantly is I'm too cartoony. And mm. just me talking, I'm too cartoony. So yeah. I'm totally get the note. Um, although I book so the video real games conversational and stuff. Things. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can do it. I can play it down. Like, I can do film style acting because yeah. I booked film and I booked right. video games that are very, very straight and very serious and that kind of a thing. Right. But um, for some reason, when it goes to commercials and promos, I don't book. So yeah. I, get, I guess my strength is cartoons. Right. I'm a cartoony person. I'm a comedian yeah well, question mark and you thing? have to be kind think, of right i think yeah i enjoy cracking jokes and and i love playing for the funny in a scene and like mm. i love cartoon cartoons i love be i started in cartoon cartoons before there was cartoon cartoon i mean yeah. that's when cartoon networks the year it started i was on the one of the first shows that it started with so I really love, I have a passion for that. That's where my heart lies. Yeah. But I, I can also do video games and stuff, so that's cool right. too, right? Yeah, so, so what kind of characters do you play on, on video games? Like, I always, I, I generally get really serious, you know, like dramatic roles, which I'm like, really? Okay, that's fascinating. But every once in a while, I'll get a character that's really wacky. Oh, but you have characters that people love, like like Parasol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she is the princess of the Canopy Kingdom, after all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got some... Egrets <laughs> roll out. Yeah. No, I mean, and you're fan base is very loyal and loving of your of your character. I the people who love my characters I think are people that I'd probably hang out with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I love my characters. The I don't know how it works for for other people, but every character that I've booked so far has taught me something that I needed to know at my life at that time. Mm-hmm. So I feel Every time I get off balance a little bit going, why am I not doing, why am I not booking? I go, "What? look at what you are booking and what it's teaching mm. me. So Parasol had a whole thing at Chie, who I'm wearing today, because I finished yeah. the last game with her and may never get to play her again. So mm. I have so much mourning to do. It's like a theater 
production after you've done theater show for like a right, month or two right. months you, it's such a mourning process when you have to let a character go that you've lived in their skin for so long and totally. that doesn't happen for video games very often but for me and Chie it really did so I'm going through the mourning process Aww. so I might be dressing like Chie for a while <laughs> just like my hair turned into Naz's hair from Ed Ed and Eddie when that show ended I was just like I'm Naz for just for a little while longer I just can't. I love it though it's so it totally suits you just is. it's beautiful just is yeah it's yeah. really Thank you. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about um, your your process of auditioning. Yeah. Um, do you audition mostly from home? Yes. Okay. Ninety percent. Okay. Yeah. And so if you could talk about kind of what your process is, and do you have any tips for people watching about self direction? <sighs> My rule of thumb for self direction is if I've done three takes and I am judging myself too much that I'm not allowed to record anymore for that night. If that means I don't even submit, it means I don't submit. But more than three takes, then then I'm getting really anal Inside with myself. Head, yeah. And I can't, I don't know what it's they not want. Get I'm not getting, yeah, it, it means I'm not in the body of the character. Mm-hmm. And coming from theater, I have to have the, the character's body on it. If it's coming from here up, I'm not going to book it. If I, if I can feel the character all the way to my toes, that's usually when I book mm-hmm. it. There's something very visceral for me that slow. It, from here up, I go too fast. I'm reading too fast. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm imagine. It's all in all in the head. The imagination. I'm. I'm in the head of the scene. Yeah. But when it's all the way in my body, I take more time because the, I'm, I'm breathing yeah. the character. I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, like with Mae Kanker, she was like the first major. She was the first real. Ed, Ed and Eddie was the first cartoon I'd ever auditioned for. Mm-hmm. It was a six-month audition process, mm-hmm. and I booked her. I'm sure because I, I six months audition. Yeah, it was nuts. Wow. It would change <laughs> casting directors. It was he. Danny was very particular about what he wanted, but I remember for her, like I literally my butt came out, my teeth go. What do you want to do? I really love boys. You know. Right. My body became what I needed to to become yep. to become her mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what stood now, out. When you saw when you were auditioning for it, when yeah. you saw pictures of yeah. right the character, did it look like that? No, kind of no, she no? she did have buck teeth, but she didn't her butt didn't stick out. But for me to get the voice out, for some <laughs> reason I gotta stick my butt out because <laughs> it makes it better. <laughs> well it keeps you balanced. If yeah, you, you don't fall Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You know. Oh my gosh, that and was I the don't, funniest thing ever. I mean, let's do the interview with yeah. May. Right. Who are you? <laughs> it's not a pretty job. It's not, and it oh. took me years to realize to get that, that nice drool right? yeah. oh, constantly, yeah. constantly, yeah. and and the snorting, like, oh, it's yeah. crazy. And I learned about four years into my career that when I do um, four-year-old characters, and I used to wear um, skater pants all the time, thank God, mm-hmm. but at the time. When I wear skater pants, I would hold under the crotch of my pants at four. But I didn't know I was doing it. Whoa. I didn't know I was doing it. So direct, wow. I, some some director at some point go, "Do you know that you grab your crotch when you play little kids?" I'm like, "What?" And then I had to go, "Oh my god, how many little kids have I played that I've been in the studio and grabbing grabbing the crotch of my pants because I do the pee pee dance when I'm playing that?" I didn't know. That is hysterical. Yeah, so I'm really glad that they don't videotape what we do because I'm behind a the scenes with. Yeah. The pant grabber. For real. Aaron, oh, the yeah. pant I don't think grabber. I do it anymore. Now that I wear higher pants. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's no, no, no. I would be, I'd be aware. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I won't go there. 
So, so you did the pee-pee dance. <laughs> yes. uh, but, but that's a testament to, like you were saying, that you know, you're, you're taking your characters and bringing them all through your body. It's like you yeah. don't even know what you're doing with your hands or your feet or whatever. You're just Well, becoming... and also, I always feel in it, that once I nail the lungs of the character, like if they've got a small set of lungs or a big set of lungs, once I get that breath in, then the rest of the body comes much easier because mm-hmm. then it's like, so if I'm going to be the girl, then I have to talk like this, and then my toes have to curl up because that's what they do. Exactly. And you become a little girl. Uh-huh. The whole f- See? That's good, too. Wow, yeah. you got the job. Thanks. <laughs> Great little girl. Yeah. Uh, no, because I think people fantastic. say, like, oh, what voice am I going to do for the character? And it's really not about no, not the for voice. Me. It's yeah. about... The voice is the last thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and for video game characters, I generally wear my boots. Because sometimes I, just, if I'm gonna be a badass bitch, I gotta feel like a badass bitch. Oh well, and they have no. like the unitard <laughs> you with know. the, you know. Yeah, I may and... not wear the unitard, but as long as I got the <laughs> boots on, I'd be like, Aaron, be like, where's your commit? Do you have your little belt with the bullets? Come on, oh. I, I wear my <laughs> Chewbacca sash, which also counts as yeah. But it can't make any noise with it. But no, yeah, you yeah. have to do so video game auditions and stilettos. At least I do. Yeah, yeah, I have to wear them. It's for real. Like when you see the the image, like unless it's unless it's like a super. Um, military chick, then it's mm-hmm. then it's full on docks, you right. know. Right. Gotta I gotta wear the lace up docks all the way. Yeah, but another yeah, form yeah. of boot. Yeah, yeah, Chakeless, exactly. Not, like, it has not, to be a boot. I love boot. boots. Um, yes. Are there any characters that you voice that you that are like kind of close to just who you are? She. she. Yeah. She's really close. She's <laughs> she's very close. I had um uh it was I for I had donated. A meeting with me to some fundraiser for children. Um, I can't remember which. I don't remember. I like, I like charities. So um, I had donated some time, and somebody bid on that from Minnesota and flew all the way out from Minnesota. They, they were visiting family as well. Thank goodness, because yeah. I felt, would have felt very awkward about that had they yeah, come right? just for me. <laughs> but we met up. And we were hanging out, and they, the individual was a huge fan of Chie. Mm. And halfway through, they're like, "You." You are Chie. I'm like, well, that explains the casting then, because yeah. I really didn't have to audition for her. I, a friend knew me and brought me in and was like, she, she'll be, she'll be your yeah. Chie. You'll just be you, and right that'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, pretty I love that. Good. Very cool. Um, yeah. Did you, Aaron? Did you get any advice along the way that's kind of helped you or guided you in your career? I feel like I get advice all the time. Mm. I feel like when you're working with people who are excellent at what they do, just watching them is advice. Mm. Just paying mm-hmm. attention to what they're doing is advice. Very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the real the people I want to be more like, the people that who whose talent blows me away that feels like a giant puzzle. I'm like, "How what are you doing?" I that is a big deal to me mm-hmm. just being in the room with people who I think are way better than me so that I can learn from them. Um, directors that are fantastic. I mean, the advice of whatever they say in the note is kind of a note that you can take to self and use in future yes. projects, yeah. which to me is also advice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know my bad habits, which apparently I can't get rid of, but I'm aware of my bad habits so I can adjust them and correct them Mm-hmm. As they come up, because they do come up, yeah, for sure. What what directors have you worked with that you really really enjoy working with? 
Oh. Besides all of them. Uh, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, because that's kind of... I'm Right now, I'm in a love affair with Andrea Toyas from World of Warcraft because mm. there was something super special about getting to play a lead female character in a very male-heavy game directed by a female director. And we Skyped in um, the the female writer of the scene I was wow. recording and it was just the three females and the male engineer but there was something really special we were like I feel like this is shifting history right now yeah. like the three of us and and she just has this love but I you know all really great directors have a love for it as well yeah. like they, they're playing just as much as we are yeah. if not more in yeah. some instances they're, like all that love and support to like kind of get you to where you need to go and be where you need to be there's so much love and support they're amazing but she's she's the recent one in my heart where I everything that I have taken out of a session with her I've been applying everywhere else wow. just like you know isn't it cool wisdom. though how in, yeah, in all right? the different areas of voiceover promo animation games that so many of just the to use your word badass directors are women whereas yes. in the on-camera world yes. it's so much different. more male dominated. So I just I love that you have so many powerhouse women guiding these projects. It just I is feel so like it, it's it's that's where the shift will begin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It is really awesome. Yeah, I I do too. In fact, I I always you know like when I hear a woman um, voicing a promo, mm. which you hear a lot more of now. these days. Yeah, yeah. But you know I I start to hear more and more of that, and I love that because I yeah. mean way back in the day when women weren't even doing promos or trailers. No. I was always like, mm -hmm. that would be so cool with a woman's voice on it. Yeah, you and know? there are some women that just, like, their voices were built yeah. for. Like, oh, yeah, that's either like that, liquid yeah, gold. Exactly. Yeah. Liquid gold right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So, I'm with the girls. Yeah. <laughs> Rock on, girls! Because Chuck's theme song is Dude Looks Like a Lady. And Yay! that's no joke. And that's no joke. No, everywhere I go, they they, they, they think I'm a girl. Like, every time we go out to dinner, like, I swear, ladies' table for two? For two? I'm like, ladies? sure. Why not? Um, you know, I'm on the plane. I got my, 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 my iPad and my iPad case. But you really don't carry a feminine quality. I know. So I'm sitting here on my iPad with my iPad case. She's next to me with her purse. And the, the uh, stewardess walks by and she goes, uh, excuse me, ladies, looks at me right in the face. Ladies, and put I think your you purses had, under the seat. And, and I'm you like, did actually have facial hair at the time. Okay. Which I was like. <laughs> it's yeah, an iPad so case. Weird. It's not a purse. And I said, he should, the poor flayed was probably thinking, She's an what awe. an unfortunate looking purse that woman has, because it was not cute. So, it's yeah. Very ugly. It's, like, it's a very ugly purse. It is a very ugly purse. That is crazy to me. Listener. That is crazy to me. Me too. But it's, it's, it happens You're every day of my life. So, dude side, looks like yeah. a lady. That's it. Yeah. Guess. Like, but it feels like typecasting just because of long hair. I'm like, Probably. really? Just because of yeah. like, so many men have long hair. Yeah. I, I'm, now I want to go and ask every man with long hair if they all have the same issue. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I, yeah, that'd be nice. Well, you go ask and report back. Okay, I Please. will. I will. We'll do um, a, an Aaron update segment. I will. It, yeah, I will it? do the tweet. The tweet <laughs> uh, poll. Hashtag, it happens to everyone. Um, <laughs> so, so I want to talk, what is the, uh, I, I was fascinated by your fake radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I can't that. give up theater completely, although my memorization skills have gone to the, mm. uh, they're gone. I'd have no, so fake radio is my personal. 
perfect marriage. So I get to feel like I'm in a theater troupe. I, I, amazingly talented people in fake radio, fakeradio.net, check it out. Um, and they're doing a show this Saturday, but I'm not going to be in it because I have to do something else. But they're, they're just, it's 1940s authentic radio plays, including the commercials at the time. And we do it in full 1940s wow. garb and we do it live on stage and we don't rehearse. So we get, we have the scripts, we read so them cool. cold, we, that's pre-cast, yeah. then we read them. We These just, are commercials? No, no actual shows. Play. So oh. like this Saturday they're doing um, Ray Bradbury, all of Ray, a uh, bunch of Ray Bradbury oh, stuff. Yeah, so and, cool. and we've done like War of the Worlds, uh, Wizard of Oz, Anything from the 30s to the 50s that was a Lux radio show. Because back in the day, what they used to do was after a huge um, feature film came out, they would immediately take that feature film, turn it into the radio version of it, and the actors from the film would come and act it out on the radio because yeah. people listen to the radio more than they watch TV or, mm -hmm. or go to movies. So it was one of those amazing things. And I get to be a part of this genius troupe of talent. And they're brilliant. They're just brilliant comedians. And it's we improv and riff off of the scripts. Sometimes we don't have to because the scripts are insane. But uh, that's what I get to do in my um, every once in a while project. That. So fakeradio.net, if you guys are in LA, check it out. Yes. I love it. Well, that concludes part one with Aaron Fitzgerald. We will be back next week with part two, so join us. Yes, we will. And keep up with us on YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. We love you guys. Thanks so much for watching. And just remember, you always have time for a little buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.